You're listening to the Metaphysical Mentor Podcast with Michael Philpott, providing you inspiration, information, knowledge, and motivation to help you on your soul's path. Covering topics related to health and happiness from the mystical to the metaphysical and everything in between. Making the unknown known. Now let's join the podcast to discover today's topic. So we are recording. Hello, John. How are you, my friend? Michael, how you doing, man? What's up? I am doing fantastic. And uh, just to let everybody know, uh, we were having a little audio issues and we got it all figured out. Uh, that's the great thing about doing a show like this. There's always some type of audio problem or video problem or tech problem, but we got it sorted out. And I'm so happy that you're on. We were talking about this, was it last year when I finished uh, season one? So now you're in season two. Thank mm-hmm. you for joining me. And I'm really pumped about it because we haven't had really an opportunity to really discuss our journey because we have very similar, I'd say very parallel journeys in our paths and what we did. And I was trying to figure out, like, I think I've known you for 15 years. It's got to be 15 years. Good while, yeah. Good while. Yeah, at yeah. least that, at least that. And I was thinking, I still, like, again, I still remember the first time I met you was in uh, Carolyn Molnar's class. We did that psychic development class. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I always remember when I first kind of, we were all sitting in that, you know, um, development circle and I looked over at you and I go, this guy's pretty cool. He didn't, he didn't seem like the rest, the regular guys, you know, even back then I had a good bullshit filter and I knew some of the people in the class. I just like, I don't resonate, but this guy, I think I could resonate with this guy. (laughs) What can I tell you? You know, on that note, it's interesting. I was thinking, you know, I find it's interesting, Mike, and tell me how you feel about this. So you're going along in your life, all of a sudden, let's, let's use the word, you're waking, because that's what people use these, these days. So you're waking up, and then they kind of erase everything from when they were born to when they actually wake up, and they kind of discard it. And I see that as like the footing of your personality and, and where you've come from, and so these are the building blocks of who you are. But I, I think... It, there's a fair mistake there because I do feel that um, you need that as a good foundation because you can, it's very easy to get whimsical. And and then my life started when this happened, when, when you back engineer, you realized that you were kind of prompted prior to that. It's all a journey, not just when you wake up. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah, I a hundred percent that. And I just had a conversation um, uh, yesterday when I did another podcast and we talked about spiritual bypass and, you know, people just kind of living in the woo-woo and not using any practicality of it uh, and not bringing the woo-woo back in and using it on a daily basis. And I think that was a, a real big problem, I find, right now. And it's, it's a form of escapism in some ways. What do you think about that? I think it's kind of your alter ego. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think in some ways they develop, develop an alter ego. I think I look at it as, as like, you know, on, on, on a bike, you've got lots of gears on, on, and it's okay to swap gears and go, okay, I'm in this mode because I'm in this environment and this is so on and so forth. And I mean, you, you have to figure that in life, you're born with one gear, right? And then as you go through life, through adversities, et cetera, you develop gears. And then when you see things happen in your life, you can pop into that gear so you can adjust to whatever vibration that is but yeah I, I i don't think people do themselves a lot of justice when they negate uh all of that information that they had prior to waking up 
Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I, I think it's really important to understand who you are and and to embrace it, even the good stuff with the muck. Like we all have muck and we all have shit and, uh, you know, we have to go journey through it. So I always wanted to ask you, and I don't think I've ever, you know, all the years I've known you, I don't think we ever talked about your journey. Like when did it really start for you? Like when did you... You know, like everybody else, we all had our regular jobs and we're just kind of going through life. And then where did it really kind of like pop for you? And like, was there a certain time where did you have a certain incident that just kind of just like, okay, something's going on here. Um, I'm feeling a little bit different. I don't know. Was it like a really a huge awakening or was it more subtle? Well, I would say that, well, um, for me, I, I, I never really fit in. They just never did. I think that's quite common, to be honest. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> so you just don't fit in, right? It's like trying to. It's like trying to get a, a square in a circle. It's, it's just not happening. And then it, it's a hard path because then when you when you're younger, you're constantly reflecting on yourself, thinking, "What's wrong with me?" And this whole thing, and you know, self-deprivation. You go through all of this kind of stuff because you just don't fit in. And then I like I remember being next to whoever. It doesn't matter who it was. And my hands used to warm up. They just used to warm, like very warm hands. And I just didn't even say it as a kid because I just thought, oh, it's just normal. It's not worth a conversation. I just didn't even think. And it would happen periodically and I didn't think too much about it. Anyway, so, you know, a couple of small little things would show themselves that, you know, it was inconclusive, let's say. But when we moved into the house, in 2005 that's when i was thrown in the deep end of course so i was in north <laughs> it, it was like that was when the seal broke if you know what i'm saying yeah uh bought a house 2005 north pickering and um it was extremely active very very active like uh what could i tell you about it it had a it had meridian lines running through the uh, sorry, ley lines running through the front door. I don't know if you remember this. And there was a cross section, there was a vortex there. And that's why it was so active. I mean, and I mean like extremely active. Um, some of it was positive, some of it was negative. It was just, you know, it's like it's like this microphone. It, it, it's like I see a portal as if I swear down this microphone, you can't blame the microphone. It's just a microphone, it's just an ampli amplification tool. You know, the microphone yeah. just does what it does. So, uh, yeah, so much going on there. So that's when it really um, happened. And it was nice because, you know, my wife now, Gordana, you know, uh, and it, it, at least you got someone to go, like, you'd say, am I going crazy? Did you see that? Or did you hear that? And it was like, it was pretty obvious stuff. And it was like, oh, my God. And then we had people come in. And they were cleaning, they cleaned the house. And it's funny the way it works, because I was never, I was never one to even delve into any of this stuff. I had, I, most of my life at that point was just, that's weird stuff. You know, it, it, there's no, there's nothing to it. It's just for weird people. And yeah, I got a rude awakening and it's stuff. And you, you couldn't explain this to anyone. because It's the type of information that you have to experience it to kind of, to kind of, um, let me say, debunk the human program yeah of what's possible and what's not possible yeah because you know there's not a lot of people that will open up to about it and I, that was one of the things i i struggled with it like who do you talk to 
And even I tried to reach out to other psychics and things like that. And they was like, no, 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 you just got to come for a reading. You got to come for a reading. And I was trying to find, there was like no courses, no nothing. Like I didn't, I couldn't find anything. And who do you talk about it? Like, oh, I'm talking to dead people. Oh, I'm seeing this. Like, I mean, it's not like you're doing a bad acid trip or something. It's just like, you know, you're trying to figure things out and you're trying to, you know, you're seeing stuff, you're feeling stuff. You don't know where it's, uh, what's happening. So I remember that house. Yeah. That house was a little bit of a freak show. I remember that. I remember going in that first time and I was like, God damn, what the hell's going on in this house? Oh yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was and it was interesting because it was like you were fermenting in knowledge because you were sleeping there and you were eating there and you were living with it. And at the end of the day, I'm thinking, Hey, look, we're paying a mortgage so you can get help. And it was, it was, like I said, it was very, very active. I, I actually, you know, who came through there was uh, Carolyn Molnar, one of the classes, the classes that we went to. No, oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened, I, I, I digress to Carolyn Molnar in, in, in just a second. Sure. But I remember she came with a class and it was, it was so active. I, I phoned her and what, what had happened, interestingly enough, I did work on someone and they said, I want you to teach me some stuff. And I said, look, man, I says, I'm not a teacher. I do what I do, but I don't teach. I'm not a good teacher. So I said, phone Carol, Carolyn Molnar. I says, she is an incredible lady and, and very, she's a great teacher. Anyway, so he went to see her and then uh, he phoned me back. And for whatever reason, through conversation, it ended up that at the end of the year, the graduation, they came to my house because oh, it was so active, what? right? So the whole class came to the house and we had tea and biscuits and we sat down and we're chatting. It was nice to see Carolyn. And uh, there was like maybe anywhere between eight and 12 students at the end of the class. And, uh, wow. and we were walking through and it was really, really interesting because these, at this point, these were really well-developed students from what I could see. And, you know, like the room would go cold or, or you'd smell hay or you'd, they'd all tune in and say, I saw that dog. Or, and, you know, they would all have their own position. But when you put all of the pieces together, they were very close to being 80, 85% in Bangon. Wow. It's really interesting. Yeah. No, it was cool. It's cool. Yeah. I totally forgot about that house. Yeah. When you mentioned it, I was like, it's, it oh, just man. kind of brought back some of those memories and just the feelings in that house. But I really didn't know that you had people come in and take a look at it because it was like that you could just feel the energy but the thing is too i mean i think it was also between you and your wife cordana you guys really balanced the energy out which i found you guys are very very grounded like your wife is like super grounded like she's she's got like she's a she has a very good strength about her and she's got that energy just grounds everything and and i know you you're like me we're a little bit a little bit lighter and we can kind of pick up a little more sensitive to that but it was always a nice balance when i went into the house so it wasn't it wasn't like it walked in as like wham but i still remember that house yeah geez that was so crazy yeah you know it is interesting because so anyway we buys the house yeah. we took pit we took pictures prior to um to taking possession of the house how rock is that a <laughs> they're gonna buy it now that's hilarious anyway yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's funny anyway yeah. and then and then there was orbs all over the house and then we're looking what is this so so that was the you know it was just the, the beginning 
even before we moved in. And then, you know, things are moving. I just, just, I could go on and on about the experiences that we had there, but let's just more so look at it as content. And I had mediums there. I had, then I had people to clean the house and, and that within itself is an, is an incredible catalyst to kind of like pressing the reset button or, or, or like I said earlier is, is hacking a human program. Yeah. Right. Cause I mean, that's really what we're doing now. I think we're hacking the limitations. Yeah, I mean, that, that, wouldn't you agree with that statement? Yeah, I think so too. I think we are. Um, we're just. I think for a lot of us, we're just trying to find an easier way of just being human. Mm-hmm. You know, which just because some days, you know, being human sucks, and we all have been there. We've all had our traumas, our issues, and things like that. And we're just yeah. want a kind of a quick solution. I think a lot of people are trying to kind of hack it, but unfortunately, there's no way of really hacking it. I mean, you got to do the work. I mean, you got to do the work around it, whether it's small or large or anything else that you have to do. Um, it's really about the work. Did you find? when you were living in the house, that's when your, your healing abilities kind of went from like here to like, like to a hundred. Well, yeah. I mean, for me, I remember, um, what's the name? Oh, geez. Um, I, the name escapes me now. He wrote a book. I can't think of his name. I'll, 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 I'll tell you another time. I'm sorry. Anyway, she came, she came to me and she said, you had, you had, um, coins and they were, put on she said what she told me was I, I, I was in Rome at some point in time and I had coins on my the palms of my hands and they were wrapped so I couldn't heal okay okay this, this is what she told me and then she she uh, she said she took them off and I, I was taking it with sort of the pinch of salt don't forget I mean I'd seen a lot at this point but I'm going when you're talking about yourself I go oh, that, that's really nice in the back of your head and you know because you do I mean I the bullshit thing is good to have. <laughs> yes. It's like the brake and the accelerator. You need those two, right? And uh, anyway, uh, so she gets in the car and I had my hands in my pocket and it was a cold day. And I remember the door was open. I'm saying, all right, used to, I'll see you later. And uh, and my hands, for whatever reason, just got like activated like crazy. I could, I could just see them just vibrating like crazy. So yeah, so uh, was it psychosomatic what she said? I don't think so. In retrospect, I don't think so. I know, I know that they were in my pocket and they went crazy, crazy, crazy hot. So uh, perhaps I, I, I'm not too sure. I'm yeah. not too sure, but uh, yeah. So this is more of a, like of a natural ability um, that you had. So you didn't actually, did you take like Reiki one or Reiki two or anything like that? Or is it just that? Uh, I, yeah, I, I, I made to mine. Uh, she gave me Reiki one, Reiki two. And, uh, but I also, uh, there was another guy, Jason, that I work with and I could hold energy extremely, extremely well for whatever reason. And uh, so what would happen there? He'd sit in front of me and he would be in the, uh, in the, it's like one big room downstairs. So I would just bring him the energy. And what would happen is he, he would go all over the, the universe, all over the place. Like, I mean, everywhere. And uh, he, he'd be talking to predominantly life forces that are not human. In a nice way, of course. Oh, you yeah, know, of course. in a nice way. Yeah. And, and and they would just give me gifts. So he'd be sitting in front of me and he just and, and this went on for about, I'm guessing, seven and a half, eight months. And you know, he'd be channeling Actorians, Palladians, Syrians, all this type of stuff. And 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 they would just be giving me all of these uh, all of these gifts. 
and they wow. just take this, take this shield and then all this. And it just went on for a while. And like I said, I went to Carolyn's class. I went, I had probably three, maybe four teachers. And Michael, I was a dud. Like I'll tell you right now, <laughs> the money I spent and the time I spent in these classes and, and I'm, and I'm with very talented people like yourself. Right. And I'm going, okay. So if, if there's like Superman there and you got Spider-Man there, and you got Captain America there, I'm going, what am I? Like, I don't get it. I, I just, you know, cause everyone had a certain groove to them. I couldn't work out my groove and uh, only to find out that I had to go to me to find my groove. Cause it's yeah. very easy to, to calibrate yourself with anyone else. Cause that's what you do when, you, oh, when yeah. you're, when you're younger and, you, and you're learning, you, you know, you're cutting your teeth. Wouldn't you agree? That's oh, what I oh my God. A hundred percent. Yeah. I used to compare myself to everybody. Like I just, I always thought I was the shittiest psychic in the world. I just, <laughs> uh, you know, even in class, you know, I was getting stuff and I was like, man, I'm getting pretty good. And then you kind of, you know, that self doubt kind of gets in and then it's like, okay, am I actually, it's, am I full of shit? Am I just trying to make shit up just to kind of make myself feel important? Am I actually doing the work? Like, is it coming through? Like that was one of the things I struggled with channeling. One of the mm. things I really struggled, I remember when the first time it came through and it was funny as hell because it was a new experience. And it was like literally somebody in my head talking to me, like we were having a conversation. It was so loud, so profound. And it was the funniest, funniest entity or person or whoever it was in my head. I was laughing. And I remember Carolyn giving me shit for, for being so giggly. Yes, so I remember Mikey, that. I remember yeah, that. Yeah, like, that. you got to be, you got to be serious, Mike. And I, and I couldn't stop laughing because all I could hear was this guy's voice in my head, like so loud. And then later on, I, I always just thought, maybe am I, am I making this shit up? Like, am I just? And that's where my really that self doubt. And I think a lot of people who do this type of work start out with that self doubt, like, am I going crazy, or is it just me just wanting it so badly that I wanted to belong? I wanted to feel unique or special then and then or maybe as i'm just trying to you know just trying to make this up just to to be a people pleaser and uh yeah hey look at me i'm a channeler and uh, look at my stuff but yeah yeah i struggled with that for so long i haven't i haven't channeled in years yeah years yeah well, it's interesting because, I mean, like for us back then and even now, I would say that when you're looking at like you had your Wayne Dyers and you had all of these, you know, Greg Braden's and all these people. For me and you, these these people were rock stars. Yeah. You know? So it, it, it's not of any surprise when you think about it to think, oh, I want to be a rock star, too. So your ego can play tricks on you. And I, re I remember you laughing and laughing and I'm going because it was kind of a. I wouldn't say it was a well-lit room, but it was, it was, it was a busy class actually. And I remember looking over and I remember, I'll never forget you were to write me and you're laughing your head off and you had a big little smile on you. And I'm going, I'm going, okay. And then, but and I remember Carolyn saying, we need the message, not the emotion. Cause I remember there was another lady and she was crying. If you're trying to come up with a message and she's saying, you got to cut out the emotions. You just got to give us the message for the room. So maybe she was doing that, but I was digging it. I thought it was funny. And then I don't know if you remember Gilbert. Tell us about oh, Gilbert. Jesus. <laughs> that was the guy. I, uh, oh my God. It's been so, you know, it's so funny how you remember that because when we were having this, we had a little discussion prior to going, uh, doing the recording and you talked about, do you remember Gilbert? And Gilbert was the first person or entity that I actually channeled. 
And that was a person that was laughing in my head, uh, in my head because it was a really strong Southern accent. Yeah. And it was so distinct. It was so distinct and so funny and colorful. And he had a joy for life and he didn't give a shit. And I think that's what it was. And that's kind of like me. I just, I, now I really don't give a shit, but back then I was a little more kind of like a little high strong and really wound up tight, but it was just so funny when he came through and it's just like, Hey y'all. And oh, yeah. he was, and he was making fun of everybody in the class. And like, I forget he was, he was making something up. I don't know who it was in the class, but he, he, there was this blonde girl. I can't remember her name, but he had a, he really liked her and he was saying stuff in my head. I was like, Oh God. And that's when I started laughing. And I thought this, <laughs> yeah. I said, dude, you that's can't not, talk. That's, that's not good. This isn't the 1930s. He's really. <laughs> yeah. But I think it was even earlier. I think he was 1800s. Uh, oh, really? I, yeah. He was, a hun- I, he was a hunter, wasn't he? He was a hunter. Yes. Yeah. I remember which, that. which I think, which he, which, because that's what I am. I'm a hunter too, as well. I think that's why he was drawn to me because we mm-hmm. had a very similar uh, background and we could talk about it a little bit and it was easy for him to kind of go through, but uh, yeah. yeah, that was a really a wild experience. And I remember, sorry, yeah. I remember Edgar Casey coming through you too. Yeah. See that one. I'm really not sure about, to be honest with oh, you. Okay. I, mm-hmm. I really don't like That was my big doubt um, because okay. I, yeah, like honestly, um, I was really struggling at the time and I had a friend of, you know, an acquaintance at the time who actually was doing all this channeling stuff. And it was like, he was like, we talked about rockstar. I had him like a rockstar level, like the, some of the freaky stuff, like you just, you just hear about this, but you never experience. And, you know, he would show up in my, in the sessions and other people would mention who's this older guy with the glasses. But I just, I thought, again, it was just like me making this shit up. Me just wanted to connect with this side of energy. And to be honest, I really never had any confirmation of it. So I don't know if it was just me, to be honest with you, making it up. Or it actually was. And there was, uh, there was always that doubt in there. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember Gina at the time saying he was quite convinced it was, uh, it was him. I mean, because I, did, I, I don't have the sight thing, but she tuned into him and she says, yeah, like that was Edgar Casey. And, and at the time I go, who's Edgar Casey? <laughs> I didn't know. I had no idea who it was, right? Yeah, at the time, I really didn't know too much about him prior to that too as well. I actually had a conversation with this on another podcast uh, about uh, my experience with, uh, with Edgar Casey. Yeah. And uh, I always call Edgar now, like he's the OG of spirituality. So uh if you don't know who Edgar Casey is, look him up. Um, and if you're on oh, this yeah. path, like he's definitely a person you want to kind of, uh, oh, yeah. you know, uh, follow and uh, see his stuff. But yeah, it was really strange. It was really, really strange. And um, and that's one of the things I just never really got my head around was, was I actually doing this? Was I really connecting with him? And uh, yeah. And and then I had, and then I forget, I had an, an incident with, a, uh, with, with somebody about my channeling and I just shut it down. I just totally shut it down. Like mm. I just said, you know what? I don't think a lot of people who've gone through an experience where, um, where they had self doubt and then somebody, you know, launches an attack on you for something that you were saying, which was at the time I, I realized that it was maybe I stepped a little bit out of boundaries, but for the most part, it was out of love and kindness. And it wasn't anything like detrimental or dangerous or anything that, no, that would cause no, you harm. You know, like that. Yeah. So it really helped that shut me down. That shut me down even psychically too, as well. I just shut it down. Cause it's like, if I'm going to be doing this type of work, why would I, and being attacked by it, 
by people. Why the fuck would I want to do it? But you know, you know, Mike, I, I, I find it interesting because I was thinking there's some points to talk about. And one of the, I, I find the interesting points to doing this for so long as you have yourself. So many egos. Oh my God. Am I wrong or what? Oh, no, you're oh, not wrong. My God. Oh, my God. It's almost like they just, some of these people, so-called spiritual people, would screw you. Oh, my God. It's like a mask that they put on. Because to, to, it, it's an easy mask to wear if you're that type of person where if you want to manipulate someone, you put a spiritual mask on and people will just go, oh, you know, it's, I, I've seen it too many times. Yeah. And I'm, I'm very often, very often disappointed, unfortunately, when I see that I just, I, I just, I just write them off because I just can't be doing that. You know, you just can't be doing that. Oh my God, John, you know? like so true. It's a, it never ceases to amaze me what level of people are out there and they'll use the guise of spirituality um, to like basically a mask to, you know, it's like covering up evil. And, uh, you know, I, I say that with a grain of salt because inherently not everybody's evil. It's just that they're so disconnected from source that mm -hmm. they just come off. But yeah, I, yeah, I think we all been through that. I think a lot of people early on in their spiritual development have done that. Yeah. And I have so many people now that I'm kind of like that, you know, that we've, we've been around, we've, we kind of seen it all. We've kind of been around. So we have a lot more knowledge and our bullshit filter is a little bit stronger. And I have like a lot of young people that are following this channel and uh, they've reached out to me and they're kind of like, Hey, what do you think about this person? And I click onto their Instagram account and I'm going, what the, f what? I mean, literally what the fuck? Really? Yeah. It's, it's scary. It's really scary. Like and in trying to evolve yourself and so many people can attach yourself to something so so badly that they want to believe anything mm -hmm. it can be very dangerous yeah i i i think if the person isn't developed as an individual and i've seen this um like i said i don't teach but there was there was a someone i did some work with and his foundation as who he was wasn't the best version of who he was and that's fine you know but i would say that um i assisted him in a certain capacity because he needed it and that's fine but just not mature enough it's like give, giving a child a single malt like why would you do that it was a complete waste you know it's like why would you do that and it, it, it's just and when i say that i say that jokingly but it's it's got to be a match it's got to be you know it's got to come up to that level where it's like okay it makes sense but if it's if it's off then it's just off for now yeah it's just off for now yeah because i mean you do a lot of work with a lot of things and that, one of the things that I, you know i really i'm so happy for you is that your your healing business is so evolved and you've helped so many people and i was you know i was kind of doing um looking back at your your website and stuff like that and i was just like well, damn dude you're really just working with a lot of people helping a lot of people and i was like damn that's i mean i i, I was so happy for you i was so good to happen to a nicer guy and I was, I was really curious though, because we're talking about, you know, spiritual bypass and things like that and people that, and you help with a lot of people with mental illness, I've noticed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And maybe if you can talk about a little bit about that, because I think that's, uh, you know, a yeah. key topic that we can maybe talk about. Yeah. Okay. So uh, for myself, like, like I said, when I went to these classes, um, I really was a dud. Like I was like, 
I don't belong here, but I know by design of the universe, I'm meant to be here, but in what capacity? Perhaps as an observer, maybe on, on a, the unseen, uh, there's different frequencies and vibrations uh, that I'm connecting to. But on a human level, I just couldn't get it, right? In the, in the room or whoever the teacher was. And just doing work on so many people and not really being in the community, uh, not really... I mean, when, when you're first learning, you're like a sponge. And then it's like what George Harrison says. It's like, so if, you, if you don't go within, you'll go without. And it's true. Because at the end of the day, you got to come back to here. It's all yeah. about here, right? And, and, and when you sort out this, and what I've noticed is when I work on someone, I would say 95% of the time, when I clean them up, their universe outside just changes. So, so when you've got 50 trillion cells in the body that rely on you as Mother Earth with your thoughts and your actions, when you clean or when you deprogram and reprogram all the cells in the body, meridian lines and just, just a whole gamut of stuff when I work, I just try and do as much as I can to save the time frame that we're in. And uh, so anyway, uh, getting back to the whole uh, uh uh, mental uh, stability and all this stuff. It's like the way I describe it is, is um, it's like a fan. So your eyes, when you look at a fan and it's unplugged, you see a solid object with blades on it. Then when you plug the fan in, you have electricity. Then when you put it on high, the fan disappears, but we know there's a fan there, but it's oscillating, vibrating, moving so fast that your eyes cannot pick up the fan. Now, this is the way I describe it to people that I work on when I'm pulling uh, emotional attachments off people or emotional parasites, if you want to, if you want to call it. And, and these are essentially just um, human emotions are food. That's what they are. So, and not only, so what will happen is that they'll often come in and attach themselves to a human in trauma. So something will happen, either sexual, physical, mental abuse will happen, and then the energy's down, their emotions are down, and then they'll come in and they'll, they will uh, embed themselves in your energy. And not, sometimes they're outside, and sometimes they're inside the body. And, uh, and believe me, they do exist. They do exist. Not only do they feed off, off low vibrational energy, but they will influence the human to do stuff. So imagine... yeah, because they're feeding off that particular energy. So they'll stimulate the fear centers from what I hear. And again, this, you can correct me if I'm wrong, because um, a little out of my wheelhouse, but they will, you know, they'll feed off that, but they're also triggered like their response that they had a traumatic response. They'll trigger the memory to create that environment, to create that energy so that they can feed off that. And then it's just like this weird cycle of pattern that you kind of feel good one day. And then all of a sudden something triggers you and then wham, you're back in that whole cycle again. Yeah. And, and because a lot of us live in the past, especially with trauma, right? Because that's the traumas in the past. So, so it doesn't know when you, and you're constantly feeding it. But often, often I've pulled maybe most I've pulled up is maybe six, six um, energies off people parasites wow. in one set in one session yeah that's crazy session. And, and, and it's interesting because sometimes on a cellular level they'll go oh my god john the next day they might contact me and say i feel like i've just been at the gym but they're watching the whole thing they're watching it and you can actually see them move i've oh, actually wow. i've actually seen them move under the skin uh the best way i can describe it really is um 
is uh, on the Matrix, the movie, when you see the, I think it's like one of the agents and you see this thing going around his face or whatever. And, and it's kind of, I've seen it on a physical level move and, and they will, they will find them and they'll move them. And like I said, they will also influence. So imagine if you think, I don't want to eat that tub of ice cream and they will make you eat that tub of ice cream. And then you'll feel bad about eating that tub of ice cream. And then they feed off those emotions. Yeah. So they'll, they'll trigger people to do stuff in, in a room, in, in social, just everything. Yeah. Very, it, very intelligent. Very intelligent. Yeah. You know, I, I, when I first heard about this, about attachments and things like that, I, my, you know, my logical brain going, yeah, I don't know. Sounds kind of fucking horseshit. But yeah. then when you actually go to a healer like yourself, and you kind of feel it. it's almost like you know, if anybody's ever had a leech on them, if they've been in the water and they pull a leech off your skin and you see that kind of a sucking attachment and it's literally like that, but in an energetic field and you could feel that release. Cause I went to, uh, I have this chiropractor friend, uh, that is, does amazing work and he's in, does energy work and he was pulling stuff off me. And I was like, he was telling me this stuff and I was like, what? But then I could actually feel and actually see what it was that was feeding off me. And I was like, going, all right, this is a whole new other crazy for me. Like, this mm-hmm. is really amazing. But it's amazing when you have that done, like how much more liberate. And it gives you a, a better sense of your own free will to make better decisions. It kind of just gives you that little nudge, that little kind of little extra to kind of get you going. It's not going to, it's not going to end all to be all. You still got to do some work and heal yourself. But, the, you know, pulling those things off certainly loosens the load a bit. Yeah. Well, it's interesting because if you keep this in mind and you say, okay, so if you say, uh, when you let fear step in to your mind, with your mind, your body, it's the same thing. When you let fear step in, you are no longer sovereign. You are no longer sovereign. When you let fear, fear of not being a good husband, fear of not being a good mother, fear of this, that, another thing, uh, you are no longer sovereign then what happens is then your vibration goes down and these things come in, right? And then, and you say, well, how, how is it that? So you, you pull these, uh, these energies off people and they feel great. And like I said, when you clean everything up, then the outside universe starts to change. It's like, wow, things start to happen. Very, very true. Very true. But I say to them now, look, I says, you have to be careful with the programs that you're carrying, the old programs. So you've got to educate yourself as not slipping into those old programs. Because if you do, that's a slippery slope. Yeah, yeah you just go that's back to where you were. That's right. Yeah. Wow. That's so crazy. What's the craziest thing you've ever seen? Like, what is like, the? if you had to give me like a case study, what was the craziest thing that you, that you are craziest, either disease or attachment? Oh, well, that- yeah. I mean, I've done exorcisms, that, but that, that, that's actually a form of mild exorcism is because you're taking energy out of the body, really. Yeah. But I've done exorcisms here. Um, uh, I had a couple of, I did, a, I, I also do operations as well. I don't know how I do them, but I do them. And they're watching the whole operation. And sometimes there's, let's say there's myself and the individual that I'm working on. And there'll be un- energies in the room and they'll witness the whole operation. I did a, I did one that really stuck out. I, I, I just, I loved it. And I, it was to, I replaced a heart valve, a valve and a heart. What? It was incredible. Yes. 
Mike, you know me. I wouldn't be lying. Like no, I'm oh, just yeah. like, I know you would yeah. lie. No, I'm no, just absolutely. like, I'm like yeah. I, I love this shit. So, you know, yeah. I, I, so now like, okay, so this is like, okay, this is like, I mean, I remember, again, it's been so while since, you know, I had a session with you and I remember the first time it was really powerful, but it's now you're having people come in and they're like, it's almost like a surgical gallery, like you're energetic, mm -hmm. you're, We'll call them your peeps, right? Could be the angels, could be extra guides that come in. Sure. And basically they're all kind of watching you and they're basically, now are they uh, overlaying their energy uh, on your hands? Because I know sometimes that you'll see them, like it's like a, yeah. uh, it's like hands over, over your hands. And then yeah. you can actually see them going into the body and actually kind of moving things around. Uh, sometimes, sometimes it will be like that, but sometimes it will be like, let's say if it's a loved one, uh, sometimes they'll work through me. I'll give them permission to work through me and heal the heart sometimes and balance the heart chakra. Uh, sometimes, like I said, it's a physical operation. Uh, one time there was a lady, this wasn't too long ago, actually, and she said, do you mind if I bring my daughter? The daughter was probably 24, 28, I don't know. So she sat down and I could see her picking up on the energy. And she, she was really interested in the work that I do. So I brought her along and I just, it was really beautiful because I actually, the mother's lying down and I'm working on the daughter. So I thought, wouldn't this be beautiful? Because I find that I don't like to limit myself and I like to be creative. So I got her up and I put my hand on her back and I let my energy run through and she healed the mother. And yeah. she healed any, any, yeah. So, so here she is standing in my office and the energy is going right through it and she's experiencing everything. She's connecting to, a, to her mother and the mother's connecting to her on a, on a soul level, which is so beautiful. Like, oh my God. Yeah. So, so touching. And then after that one, I'm like, I got to do more of these. This is great. So, and I did, and it was great. So I love that. And actually October the 8th, I did work on someone and I think everyone has their own position on the vaccine and that's fine. Uh, I have my position, but uh, I actually, and I pulled out the vaccine from a right ovary on a, on a lady on October the 8th. Wow. So that was, and that was stopping as she came to me for fertility issues. So that was pretty incredible. So I'm definitely going to be building on that for sure. Yeah. That's, that's a really interesting concept. Mm -hmm. I know uh, yeah. actually I had my, my energy guy basically, I mean, I ended up getting the vaccine mm -hmm. and uh, I was trying to do my part as a citizen Canadian. And, uh, yep. but, uh, but he rebalanced me from the whole thing. Like he makes sure that my body was attuned with it because that thing is just, it's nutty Nothing as hell, is. but I'm not going to go too much of that because I know YouTube, if we start talking about this, yes, you're going to, you're going to basically, you're going to cut off my show. I yeah. uh, wouldn't be the first time. Um, and then I basically have no viewers again. Um, but that's a whole nother program we can talk into, but, um, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, you know, so fascinating. Cause I also saw that you do it with, you know, uh, PCOS, uh, yep. and, and fibroids and things like that with women, which is, you know, um, which is surprising. Now I've known so many women now over the last year and a half that had a lot of had PCOS, or they had really bad fibroids. Like I was just like, what's going on? Mm -hmm, with, mm -hmm. And uh, even close with my close friends, my close girlfriends uh, have been having problems with that too as well. Have you noticing a more of a trend of this or just, you just think it's just, just something yeah. in the air or what's going uh, on? I would say that, um, I, cause I see all different things. I like a lot of my work is, is working with anxiety and depression, borderline personality disorder. And of course I do remote work too. I prefer to, do work in the office because it's 
a little bit more interesting for me. But um, a lot of fertility issues, but it's been like that for a long time. Yeah. Yeah, it's been like that. I, I would assume that with, with, with stress. And then if you're planning to have a family now, you might be thinking, well, let's wait another year or let's, you know, so there's a whole generation that's, that's it's going to be a, a scoop, I would say. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's been like that for quite some time, quite some time energetically. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I've done a lot of work on that, actually. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've noticed that you were, you were, you were uh, advertising in your website and had a lot of the ladies talk about that too, as well. But mm-hmm. you find you're dealing more mental stuff, like, you know, the anxiety, depression, things like that. Well, you know what, Mike? I, I think most people, uh, probably most people uh, uh, have a certain amount of depression in them anyway, but they don't recognize it because. It's kind of like this. We're all beautiful salmon, and we have a mission. Sorry, and- I, I love. I miss your analogies. You are the <laughs> best. And every you have every you have almost every analogy to every situation. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, it's okay. I, I love them. I absolutely love it. I miss them. I miss the. Yeah. I miss those analogies. Sorry, sorry. So we were. No, sa- okay. We're now we're salmon. So yeah, go ahead. Yes. All right. <laughs> So the uh, thing is with salmon, we, we have a calling, right? Yeah. And we're beautiful and we change our physical. We, it's, we change, we have a calling, we go upstream, we go against the current, right? That's our nature. And I think society has convinced us that we're carp, okay? And one thing about carp, they're a bottom feeder, you know this being a fisherman. And yeah. we get used to it and we believe that we're carp. We just think we, we, we have really don't have that much value. And then, and then it's synonymous with everyone. And we look around and we say, well, we're not really that important. We don't do this and we don't have that. We're not special and so on and so forth. When we really, really are. So I, I believe that society, whether it be media, uh, food, and, uh, you know, so it's, we're getting it from all angles, EMF frequencies. And I think a lot of people are depressed. And yeah. they don't even know it. And, and it's on different levels, of course, but to be completely free uh, with, you know, you've got social media, it's really difficult. Yeah. It's really difficult. You're getting it from all angles, right? Yeah. It, I, it's so, it's so hyper, hyper focused. Like you just see so much of it so quickly. And like, I just remember as a kid, like, I, you know, we're both seventies, like we grew up in the seventies. Right. So we, we're, we didn't have exposed to that. So like just kind of looking back and you're seeing things now, it's just, and I didn't have social media until a couple, well, was the last year, to be honest with you. I just, I despised it. But if you're coming out of the psychic closet and you're going to go full steam, you kind of have to kind of put yourself out there on social media. So, but yeah, I fully understand that. Um, and the depression and anxiety now uh, over the last two years has been really high. I've had so many people tell me that, God, like what's going on? Like what's happening? You know, people want to know what the future is. Like people are so freaked out about this coming year and what's going to happen. And like the media is just so, it's just, I don't even, I can't even watch it anymore. It's so bad. I just can't, I just don't bother watching it. Yeah. So how, how do you feel about like, I mean, I mean, in your transformation, let's say within the last, let's say the last two years, uh, you know, uh, doing readings and stuff like that. Um, how did from? Uh, I'll just use my analogy. It, it it feels so good to be doing this work, and I I would assume that the work that you're doing, it just fills your heart. 
it must just when you when you when you see transformations and when you when you see because it is a healing when you're when you're doing a reading for someone in so many different ways like for you i mean how has it been opening up to all of this stuff well it's it, it i'll be honest with you it's been a little bit of struggle it hasn't been a, too much because it's been a long progression like i mean you know i you know like since well 2003 2004 when things started moving stuff like that but it was just a very slow i just was very was very afraid of not owning it and, and really being authentic with it. And I even struggle with it too, as well. Like this show has really helped me. And it's funny because I spoke for a living. Like I used to sell on television around the world. Like, and I thought to myself, I can speak, but when I was speaking my truth and talking about things like this, the woo woo, you know, angels and psychics, and we're talking about health issues, things that were always been a deep part of me. I really struggled with it. Like I, I would sound like an idiot half the time. I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe I can't speak about it, but it was just part of me just being nervous and mm. coming mm. fully aware of it. But as, as I do every show, as I, you know, open up more, I meet like-minded people or building a community. It's, it's been really amazing. The, I think the biggest thing is when I get a, a random, a random uh, DM from on my Instagram for somebody reaching out in like Colorado or something going, Oh my God, I just found your show. And I am. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like this particular guest helped me. And that's basically why I have this show is, is to help people who are on this journey and to really, you know, you know, find the right people. So when somebody watches this show, you know, they may reach out to you for services. But it's maybe just more than that, that, you know, their experience is very similar to ours and it'll help them on their journey. So they may just learn something. So it's always that inspiration, but it feels, it feels a freaking lot better. I'm still not a hundred percent. Like there are certain people I don't always say, Hey, by the way, I'm a psychic medium. You know, I kind of gauge it. The, I kind of, oh. you know, gauge the audience, but for the most part, yeah, it's been good. It's been really, really good. Like, I mean, I'm super grateful. I know my readings have changed, like how I do my readings have changed, uh, what I'm f more focused on, on the reading, but mm. yeah, it's, yeah, it was, it was a long time coming. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's so worth it. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. I mean, they get a bit of water here. Mm. Dry lips. Yeah, me too. Yeah. We're, we're yapping for a while here. You know, I, I was looking at my timer here and I was like, man, I think we've been on a little bit longer than this, but uh, that's a great thing about doing this podcast. You can just go as long as you want. With time restraints. It's beautiful. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's really no, and you can really have conversations. Yeah. And I'll tell you what, i tell you what I do remember. Okay. <laughs> okay. It's look, all right. Just like, good thing it's I can edit bad. this. I think I can edit this. Um, and then you, I was getting to know you. Like, oh, he's a nice fella. And then we did the pod. You remember the pod? Yeah, let's let's not name yeah. any names. No, no, we'll, no, yeah, we'll talk. Yeah, okay, we'll course, definitely. Yeah. Yes, yes, I remember that. Yep. Yeah. And then, uh, and then you, I remember we were there. And then you said to me, you'd be in the car. And this is common for a lot of people who are sensitive. And you say, John. And I go, what? Don't forget, I was a dude for a good while, right? And I said, what, Mike? And you'd say, I was getting downloads. I was just driving. I was like, and I was getting all these downloads. And I'm like, what? And that was my first introduction. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Downloads? Like, what is this download? And you'd be getting information or data in some capacity. And you'd be driving along or you'd be walking and you'd just be getting a hit of information. Do you remember those days when that happened? Yeah, I, I remember that. I mean, it was very, very painful. 
to be honest with you. Was it really? In a way it was. I mean, it was, and I get it not, it was a lot like physically painful, but just emotionally and like energetically draining. Okay. Yeah. Because I was picking up so much information. It's almost like, let me use an analogy. It's like when you have the radio on and then somebody else turns the radio on. Oh, and somebody okay. turns on, then somebody Got else it. turns the radio on, and then you have six radios playing. So, nice. and they're all playing music that you really don't like, and it's affecting you on various levels, right? So, mm. I was just getting all this. So, it was just like I was open up and I was way too open. That was the problem. I was way too open. And I was like, oh, a, and I was like, a, I was like a psychic sponge. I was soaking up all the yummy and the fucking awful shit that everything around me. So, and that's what really, it, it, it really sent me down a rabbit hole really hard because I never knew why I was feeling shitty all the time. And I'm mm. naturally kind of an, uh, you know, lighthearted guy and fun guy, but for, for, for the longest time, I just was feeling dark and darkness all the mm. time. Yeah. And I yeah. thought, man, there's something fucking wrong with me. And it took me a while to, you know, and seeing a few out, people yeah. yeah, to yeah. kind of figure it all out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I remember I used to, I used to have a job that I went to and I was wondering, I was always like, why are these people treating? Like I, I would take my dogs for a walk in the forest. Right. So I had three dogs at the time and I'm walking in the forest and I would think to myself, why are humans like, why are they treating each other so bad? Don't they know how it feels? You know, I, I'd be, I'd be trying to solve their problems, which you couldn't, but you're mulling in your head thinking, you know, like, why would you say that? Why would you do that? And you, you, and you have this, then we get the victim mentality, right? And you're going, this is just horrible. And, and what's wrong with these people? You know, and, and then I'd be walking through, I'll never forget this. And then all of a sudden I just felt a lightness. I went, oh, I went, what happened there? So, and I'm walking through the forest again. Then the, the mantra comes in of why, what's wrong with these people at work, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, a waft of just pure joy. I went, what the, what, just what is this? Then to realize, okay, that's when I found out that I was an empath. It was my three dogs running past my legs because I'm walking through the forest and they're just so happy and joyful. And they're running past my legs and I'm picking up on their energy. And I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, I get it. Only that they ran through because, you know, you know, there's like a path that they're running past in the forest. And I clicked just like that. I went, okay, I get it now. And yeah. that was a real eye opener for me, much like what you're talking about, right? Yeah. It's, it's so amazing when you finally have that liberation of knowledge and understanding of what's kind of going on. Mm -hmm. And that's what really helped me out is like, okay, this is what's going on. Like, because I, I, for the longest time, I thought it was just batshit crazy. Yeah. I thought I had to go. I thought I literally was going to have to go on meds. I, uh, you know, uh, you know, I was drinking like crazy just to kind of coma. And I was also doing a little bit of drugs too, as well to just to kind of just to numb myself out from it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I was trying to do everything just to numb it and to quiet it down. And it was just, it was just getting louder and louder and yeah. And then finally just, you know, I just had to get work through it, but yeah, I understand that joy. Like once you find that joy, that's so, that's so awesome. Yeah. yeah. Now you just, you have, uh, you still have the three. No, you have two dogs, right? I've got two dogs now. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the little one? What's that little, is you still have that crazy one? The little crazy dog? Oh, that's both crazy. They're, they're like a cat on crack. The two of them, they're, both, they're bouncing off each other. So I've got, I got Fletcher. It's the, probably the one, you know, the that's what, dog. and then Storm, yes. right? No, Storm's gone. He left Storm. the planet, but we oh. have another little black one and uh -huh. he's, he's just, he's just perfect. What can I tell you? You know, I just, 
these little guys are just, you know, everyone should have one. Yeah. You know? It's just like that. Well, right? maybe not your dogs. They're crazy. Okay, maybe not them. Back <laughs> crazy, right? But uh, oh. no, they're doing okay. Yeah, they they. I just I I remember going for walks with you and your dogs, and they would just go. Oh, the nuts. Yeah, they were like literally insane. But I mean, it was such a joy in it. Like it was just like, it was like you said, they were just like having a bunch of you know three year olds on sugar, and yeah. they would just go, and they were just <laughs> and and the thing is, they wouldn't stop when you got them home. That was a crazy thing too. They just, I don't know. and I was like, thank God you got that bigger house now. Yeah. And back in well, the big backyard now. Yes. It makes a big difference. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh my God. That's, yeah. oh, that's hilarious. Oh my <laughs> God. Those talks. Oh, Fletcher. I was trying to figure out, okay, Fletcher. How did and you the other the, one, the, the other one's Finnegan. 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 Yeah. Oh my Lord. Yeah. Wait, what, what type of dog is Finnegan? Finnegan was actually a rescue. Um, he he's from Israel, actually. He's a rescue from a place called Dog Tales. I think there's a, like a TV show or something on on a, this rescue from King City, okay. uh, just near New, near Newmarket. And uh, yeah, he came from Israel over a plane in Israel, a rescue, and he's just a happy little guy. You know, from when he wakes up and when he goes to sleep, his whale, his tails just doesn't stop wagging. Oh, I mean, I mean, he's living in your house. Oh, you guys are like dog people. Like it, you like, it's like the dog reincarnated into like heaven, into your place. Yeah, he's and like I, a dog and cat. I, and I know your wife and how she spoils your dogs. So no oh, wonder yeah. the dog's wagging his tail. Oh yeah, yeah. for yeah. sure. Oh yeah. 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 Oh my gosh. <laughs> Kings. Kings and Queens. Kings and Queens. Yeah. Well, John, that being said, you know, we're almost out of time, brother. Okay. Well, listen, I, I, I want to thank you for just, uh, well, it's great connecting with you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we'll do it physically. Yes, most definitely. Now that the restrictions are, you know, of, of uplift, uh, uplifted, lifted, yeah. and uh, things are better. Yeah, 100% on that. And uh, I know the wife was inviting me for drinks already. So I think yeah. I may uh, definitely go on that. But I always said to her, because your wife is such an amazing baker, I said, if she's got that beautiful bread that she makes, yeah, that's but um, John, that being said, if people are looking to find your services and they're listening to this podcast, where can they find you, John? So you can just go to awakeninghealthwithin.com. Okay. So you'll find there and you'll find lots of videos of the work that I've done. And um, yeah, it's just, it's been a building process. Uh, success rate, we're looking realistically 85, 90% success wow. rate. So I've just been very fortunate with, with, with the access that I have. So yeah, wow. yeah, that's it. Yeah, well, you're amazing. physical, mental. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, now you're. Are you on Instagram and Facebook too, as well? You know, that's my Achilles heel. I'm useless with that stuff. I probably am, but I don't know it. I just, you know, I, I'm useless with that stuff, Mike. If anyone wants to get a hold of me, the best way is to either send me an email or text me, phone me. That's okay. that's the preferred way. Yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely have all John's information on the in the description below. So if you're watching this video just scroll down a little bit uh, lower and you'll see all the information at the bottom. And if you're listening to this too on Spotify or Apple, I'll have that in description too as well. So uh, just look in the description below and have all John's information. So if you want to reach out to John and have a, an amazing session, or, and I know he does remote healing. So it doesn't matter where you are in the world, uh, he'll be able to you know locate you and help you out there too as well. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm going to have to work on my speech. That being said, John. Yes. 
I'm just going to close off the podcast here. So this has been the Metaphysical Mentor Podcast with Michael Philpott. Thank you so much for joining me and goodbye for now.